Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something about talk time on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. We're back again with the games now actually happening and sort of talking about what could happen. We're talking about what did happen and then reviewing what could happen in the next match. So that made no sense at all. Never mind. We'll move on. We are on all the social medias at Sutton Podcast. Um, give us a shout out. Um, if you want to come on as a guest, give us a, give us a message at mike at suttonpodcast.com. But today, to review the Newport County game and preview the Doncaster Rovers game, I'm delighted to say we've got some returning guests. Haven't been on for a little while. But hello, JR. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, Mike. I'm very good, 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 good. And how was the um, off-season for you? Oh, very nice. I had a couple of trips away, so that was uh, quite nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, but I've been missing the football, so I'm glad, glad, I'm glad we're back. Absolutely. And also returning after an even longer spell on the sidelines is Andrew. How are you, Andrew? I'm very well, thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's been a fair while since uh, I jumped on one of these, isn't it? Um, but yeah, keeping all right. And uh, I have to say, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty glad the football's back yesterday. I enjoyed it yesterday down at the lane. It's good to be back. Yeah, and how, how was your off-season? I, 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 obviously, since you've been on, there's been a fair few personal changes in, in your life. But how was your, off, your football off-season? My football off-season? Well, my footballing days are long gone, so I don't play anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple of breaks uh, abroad. Um, managed to uh, 
keep myself away from the train strikes that have been happening <laughs> of late. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, I am preparing for fatherhood, which comes in September. So uh, yeah, you might not see me a great deal uh, from September onwards. But yeah, that's why I was eager to jump onto today's <laughs> pod, really. And uh, yeah, show my face and voice again. Well, congratulations again, but um, Thank you. Pre- preparing yourself for fatherhood. <laughs> That you, can, you can't. There's no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> Since the last league, there's been an awful lot of work going on around the ground. They are. I know you've been around the ground because I've seen you a few times. Um, but what did you uh, think of the works going on around the ground and how, how the place has changed um, oh, since I, the last? I, honestly, I think, I think it's amazing. I mean, the guys that have made the, all the work that's gone into it is just wow. It's. Uh, I know how hard they've worked, it, uh, and it's just been non-stop. But the the away end is um, especially uh, impressive now. And I, I actually saw a post from um, a Newport fan uh, saying thank you and uh, how friendly the stewards were, what great facilities they were. Um, uh, such a change from last season, which it was, but we should, wish we knew it was going to be, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks really good. The new TARDIS terrace is excellent, actually. I know I, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, but um, I was wrong. And AB and Claire are right, putting me putting me right on that because it is actually really it's quite impressive. The only problem with that is you, you, you still got the um, you got the floodlight piling in the way, but but you can see most of the pit, so and it doesn't obscure the goals uh, generally. So. Um, but it's, no, it is actually bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, so that's really good. And I actually did have a bit of, because I was stewarding yesterday in the red zone, I actually saw around the back of the um, uh, the, the, the uh, Collingwood wreck end as well. And all the work that's gone around the back there, which is quite um, quite interesting. It's just the amount of space. I know it's been said before, but the amount of space we've got on the ground is unbelievable. You never know with Matt, Matt and... Uh, um, Pushing for League One uh, is what he wants. Uh, we might have to expand the ground a bit more, but uh, yeah, I'll answer your question. I think it's fabulous. I think they've done a really good job. As I said before, a couple of weeks ago, just standing, looking at the ground, trying to be objective and not look after my little patch. Um, it was looking at all the space on the Collingwood side that you can move the railings in towards the pitch. It's like suddenly going, oh my God, there's just there is so much we could do obviously i don't want to think about it because we're little old something um, but <laughs> we, we might not be little old something for many years yeah andrew what did you think about the works that have happened around the ground during the summer and um, all the expansions going on well i must say i, I think the ground looks absolutely fantastic uh, a far cry from uh, when i first started coming down uh, and watching sutton um i really think the uh, away end looks very smart and how they've combined the standing and the seated sections um the tardis terrace i mean i was standing opposite that uh, yesterday i will uh, at some point uh, try and have a stand in there um the comments have been pretty good overall i think with regards to that, and I must say, um, I thought the, the fan zone was a, a, an excellent kind of innovation. And uh, I was there for about an hour yesterday uh, in that, and it was great to see uh, a lot real massive people uh, enjoy themselves prior to kickoff. So, yeah, um, I think the club are doing excellently. Um, I haven't yet listened to AB's latest video in terms of what's uh, ahead, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're well on the rise, aren't we, with uh, making the grounds more suitable as a football league venue yeah absolutely you mentioned the fan zone um jr what were your thoughts on the fan zone 
I, I thought I thought it was really good. It's really good. It, it proved popular. Um, obviously, there's going to be a couple of te- teething problems because it's just opened uh, um, Saturday properly. So, um, but I think it worked really, really well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's a great addition. It seems to be, it seemed to be very popular. I know there were people queuing at ten to twelve when it was opening at twelve, waiting, eagerly waiting. Uh, but like Luke Beckett and that, were, were, couldn't, couldn't wait to have a, have a drink there. And uh, I, I actually think the the, uh, the lager and the pale are very nice, actually. Um, suited my palate anyway. Um, I, I quite like it. And uh, well, the weather's nice. It's it's great. And I understand that um, going forward um, towards the winter months, we want to keep it open. There, there will be some sort of um, tarpaulin or or something um, out there to, to uh, keep keep you dry from the rain and the cold. Uh, I think that's what the plan is, anyway. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant. It, it works really well, and you know, and it was managed. We had a couple of stewards there, so they managed it because obviously cars coming in, you got to be a bit careful. But it was fine. Mm. And it was fine after the game as well. And new benches are coming, possibly for the next game as well. So it'll, it, it'll look even nicer for the next game. So, yeah, really good. I thought it was a good idea. So it's a dodgy name, the fan zone, because. Um, people are like, well, it's only a bar and a couple of a couple of benches and stuff. Well, what do you really want, actually, from a fan zone? You want somewhere to drink and sit and drink your drink. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great idea. Talking about little old stuff, obviously, we've picked up loads and loads of new fans. And I'm fully convinced that a load of those new fans would rock up on a Saturday, wander around to the main building, see there's a function going on and turn around and think, yeah, I can't go in there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, therefore that's money walking out the door. Yes, we know we can walk in there, we can walk through to the players bar, but not everyone knows this. No. Um, so, so I think somewhere nice and clear where they can grab a drink, spend some of their money, keep their money within the club is a really, really good idea. And yeah, they get to meet some fans and, and make it a little, little hub. I haven't spoken to Ed about asking why it can't be in the ground, but I, I think from previous conversations, it's to do with sight of the pitch. And there's, there's, I think it's actual laws you can't have alcohol in sight of the pitch now. So so I think that's why. But we'll, I'm sure we'll work on it and we will soon be doing a little walkthrough that you can get a pint at halftime if you really want. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. People just got to be patient, but, but they're acutely aware of the home fans um, not being able to have a drink and stuff, and they want to sort that. They do want to sort that out. Um, and uh, you know, the target I think is um, the Mansfield game on the twenty seventh of uh, August, where we should be able to be able to get a drink at half time, all being well. Um, yeah. Those those that want to, um, and yeah, I mean that's just gonna uh, that's another little thing that's gonna uh, gonna enhance the club, and you know, hopefully, um, they take a bit a bit more money behind the bar, which would be great. Um, Make a good point. Make a good point. Those that want to, you don't. You're not obliged, even though you sport something. You don't have to (laughs) have a drink. It's it's, it's not a legal requirement. (laughs) So, getting on to the actual game. Yeah. The team news, obviously, uh, well reported and moaned about. I I wasn't there. Uh, I was I was elsewhere. The so when the team came out, any 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 surprises? I mean. I got no. eleven out of eleven on the on the fan hub prediction because I copied exactly what we played against Bromley. But oh, did you? Uh, see, I only got ten out of eleven because ah. I put, I put uh, Josh in instead of um, Enzio. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, no, I mean, no surprises. Matt, Matt was it, it, even though we've had the preseason friendlies and that, and you know, we've we've made signings as we've gone along. It's going to take a while for them to bed in and understand the systems and stuff like that. So he was always going to put. 
I think, the tried and trusted uh, players that he knows really well. They're all get, always going to start. Uh, you know, and, and we started very well in that first half. Yeah, no, I, I think we're going to... Well, I have no tactical now, so insight, but I think with a lot of teams chopping and changing their sides, I think the fact we've got a fairly settled outfield 10 could give us a bit of an advantage early season, and it may well, as you say, change as we go along. And Andrew, your thoughts on the team news that started? Did you did you predict the lineup, and what were your thoughts about having a, a settled settled um, ten outfield? Is it an advantage? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, pr- pretty much. That. The last couple of friendlies, I think Matt was trying to get his uh, starting eleven for yesterday set. Um, we all knew that um, Jack Rose was was going to start in goal. I, I, I think uh, Matt's looking to bring another keeper in. And then other other than that, I, I think we probably would have guessed there or thereabouts the the other ten. So the continuity aspect, I totally agree with that because a lot of like squads in uh, in league two, they've 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 ripped up their squads and brought a lot of players in here and there. I know we've brought a lot of players in, but they're going to be heading out on loan, etc., uh, and, and perhaps not quite ready um, to start. So yeah, I, I totally take that point on board. That yeah, settled team moving on from last season. Um, yeah, we we know each other's games. Uh, yeah, that hope will hopefully help with the games that are coming up. I did say it wasn't their first half. Um, we seemed to start well, and Omar kept up his traditional opening day first goal. Three years running now. <laughs> I know. I knew it was two. And annoyingly, I put the tweet out going, oh, well done, it's a tradition. And then I thought, I'm just going to change that to League Two tradition because I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. And then as soon as, soon as everyone's going, oh, yeah, he's done it for every year he's been here, it's like, I could have looked like I was really clever then. Yeah, I, I forgot about the Maidenhead one until I mentioned it to Matt and he knew, he knew and, and said, yeah, he's called against Maidenhead as well. So, uh. Andrew, what, what do you think of Omar with his wonderful, wonderful tradition of uh, scoring on opening day? Yeah, I mean, I, I was alerted to it on Twitter yeah, in the evening. Uh, I was I must have blanked that Maidenhead game out a, a couple of years ago. I, I remember watching it on the stream at the time because it was all behind closed doors, wasn't it? But I, I, I couldn't remember the goal scorers that, uh, that day. And obviously he scored last year, that great header at Forest Green. But yeah, um, I thought it was a really well-worked goal. I know Donny's shot, if that had gone in, it would have been brilliant. But yeah, I thought the the, the initial build-up, um, yeah, ball along the ground, kind of defying our long ball um, tactics that other, other supporters uh, of other teams uh claim that we're all about but no nah, it was a it was a good goal to uh, open our uh, account for the season yeah and uh as, as you mentioned it was behind closed doors so I'm, I'm putting that down so that's why we don't remember the goal because none of us yeah. actually saw <laughs> yeah. it it's, absolutely it's, so, yeah so I'm, I'm gonna go with my initial thoughts were right it's it's a league two tradition <laughs> as we know that obviously i was i missed the first half because i otherwise engaged so um Fill me in on on what I missed in the on the first half. Um, I thought Sutton were the better team first half. Um, early on, we had a free kick from uh, Rob that was uh, acrobatically saved from their keeper, who otherwise I thought was quite shaky through the uh, the whole afternoon. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I felt the injuries that we sustained in the first half to Goody and uh, Will Randall um, were a little bit disruptive. Uh, I think the first half went on to about fifty five minutes in the end. There was like eight nine minutes uh, played at the end of the 45. Um, but yeah, first half, I thought we were, we were pretty good. Enzio made a couple of real good darting runs. Look, the, the goal we conceded was was very soft, though. I was a bit annoyed about that. The one 
long throw that they got through, um, and the guy ended up having a pretty much a free header. But um, no, overall, I, was, I mean, I was quite um, I was quite pleased with the first half, and then uh, I felt Newport they were the better team in the second half, and overall, I felt felt the point was uh, was about right. Yeah, so uh, I, I was quite pleased about all the injury time, to be fair, because um, as I say, I was rushing. And when I realised that the second half was quite a bit delayed, it meant I've been, I caught most of it. But before we move on to the second half, J, JR, what were your thoughts on the first half? We played really well first half and really restricted um, uh, Newport to, well, their one chance that they scored from, which was uh, disappointing because it was immediately after Ben had gone off. So mm-hmm. uh, um, Kobe came on, they took the throw and scored from it. Um, so that and that was really their only chance of the half. They did. We defended solidly. Louis was fantastic, and uh, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it really was a good first half, considering it was the first forty-five minutes of the league season. I, I you know, we, we we should have had more than one goal. Really, we created some chances. They, you know, perhaps there should have been a couple of snapshots that weren't taken, and they tried to pass it, but. Um, yeah, it, it was really good, and it was a shame Will went off injured because Will was um, very influential in that uh, first half. He was playing really well, uh, but um, yeah, we took the goal well after a brilliant shot from um, Donovan came off the bar, and uh, Omar uh, saw the rebound and put it in. So it, it was it was great, and I felt that we probably, you know, probably should have gone in two up at half time, but it wasn't to be. You know, Newport. Uh, Newport were pretty solid at the back as well. They made some really important blocks, um, interceptions, last ditch, as we did as well. So from the defensive point of view, I have to say both teams defended really well, I thought. Um, They were both excellent. I don't think Newport offered very much going forward in the first half, but that changed in the second half. They broke very quickly and they they were very good. Yeah, I mean, the the bookies... I, I wish I'd looked it up because you kind of knew it was going to happen with Omar Bukil and Omar Vogel both scoring. <laughs> I was like, I, I bet they both score, and then I didn't do anything more with that that, that gut feeling. So I was a bit gutted about that. Yeah. Matt was asked about the the goal so shortly after the substitution, and I think he said it 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 wasn't to do with the substitution. It was to do with the fact that the guy who took the throw on had taken none of their throw ons all the way through pre season, and they weren't expecting him to do it like that so that's why they hadn't set up for, yeah. for the long long throw um, which is actually very it was, a weapon, was it? it was a weapon it really was uh you know i mean you, you just assume that they will score a few goals for, from that or certainly create a lot of chances yeah um, i mean is that that's the kind of surprise they can only spring once really though because now teams have known this fella's going to do it <laughs> yeah they, they'll be really set up for it so we got stuck by that but yeah but second half after i arrived <laughs> Um, I got in, um, very nice steward who said he couldn't readmit me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, you're not. <laughs> you just let me in for the first time. Um, it, it it wasn't the most exciting second half. Um, we kind no. of cancelled each other out a little bit. And then there was that annoying spell of everything being just an inch or two from being a good pass. Or it just, it just wasn't going for us in the second half. Yeah. But positives we scored our first goal something like 40 minutes quicker into the season yeah and it was a goal to put us in the lead rather than to catch uh, to, to equalize and we got our first point on the board um 
16 days before the, the other one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, if we um, if we continue like we did last season from now onwards, um, then we're going to have 77 points, aren't we? So uh, yeah. we will be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, of course. You but, say that, though. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, look, we're, we're better off than we were last season. Um, I, I'm sure we'll go to Doncaster with um, with high hopes. We didn't score yesterday, so you know we've got one more better than them as well. So uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it's going to. Um, the players are they'll be bouncing. They're so happy to get out there and actually play a competitive match. And now, you now we move forward and see if we can. Uh, Get something up there. Hopefully, Will's okay. I mean, he's got a dead leg, so hopefully, he should be all right yeah. for um, next week. But I'm not sure about uh, Ben, of course. You know, knee, knee injuries are always a bit bit dodgy. Mm -hmm. You don't know quite what you've done. You probably have to have a look at it during the week and see. And your thoughts on the second half, Andrew? Yeah, I, I, I thought he defended valiantly. Um, I thought Newport were putting us under quite a bit of pressure in the second half. Um, I mean, we we obviously hit the bar in the second half through Josh, who I think will eventually be a, a, a good a key player for us this season, uh, kind of filling in for Aji Boy. Um, but yeah, uh, we weren't quite as productive as as how we were in the first. And uh, yeah, I thought we we had to make some some real key blocks. I've uh, looked back on the highlights, and uh, yeah, I think Kobe was uh, largely excellent after he came on uh, in the first half, but. Yeah, no, happy with the point and uh, we move on, don't we? So what do you think about us getting our first point earlier in the season, Andrew? Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully it sets us up for um, our first away match uh, next Saturday. Um, I mean, would have been brilliant to obviously get a win yesterday and kind of, uh, but yeah, we'll take a point and yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, important not to lose, I, I always feel on the opening day. Absolutely. And you mentioned Josh as well. Um I've been bigging him up all week, saying how what a great replacement he is. And it was glimpses we saw. Um, he didn't take it quite by the scruff of the neck in the second yeah. half, but definite glimpses. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he... I, I went to the Woking friendly, which we, we, we lost 1-0, but he was the standout player for us that night. Um, I think he needs a, a little bit of development here and there um, and, and coaching. But yeah, I think we've got a, a, a gem for the season there. Um, I'd be interested to yeah, see how he fares for Sutton. Yeah, I know um, Luton, they're definitely not, he's not under their radar. They know all about him because um, straight away his, their, their fans were all over. Oh yeah, he's going to be well for Sutton. So yeah, so I think it, it's a one season deal. <laughs> people were asking about him in the uh, meeting the manager on Tuesday and mm -hmm. Matt's been, uh, I think, after him for a while. He spent yeah. a lot of last season injured. And uh, when he was with Yeovil uh, on loan the other year back, um, they they were wondering who he was. And, uh, yeah, I think they're pretty happy to, to have him on board. JR, you've heard me bang on about Josh. There was a chance he had midway, I'd say, through the second half where he was right on the edge and everyone was just like, shoot! And he, he, yeah. he, went, he went to play that pass. Whether that was just, yeah, I can't do it, or um, it was just that nerves, I don't know. But um, yeah, he, he showed absolute glimpses of what we're going to be looking forward to seeing for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I think he's exciting. Um, he, he 
the bit that I saw previously, I think it was the Woking game, yeah, uh, in friendly, pre-season friendly. He looked, he looked a handful at times. So yeah, once he gets to know the players better and, and, and how we play, I think he's going to be very useful. And of course, he did hit the bar towards the end. Yeah, at the top, at the top of the bar. Top, yeah. Um, a bit of a looping header, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's real potential there, and he's going to cause problems. Um, for, for defenders so yeah exciting so the attendance yesterday was um announced as three three one five nine um but there's plus one to that but another good over, over three thousand attendance um head, heading things off um in the right way starting things off in the right way sorry so yeah good things hoping for the season um what podcast pod nominations for yesterday who, who do you think deserved the nomination well for, for, for the player Player, player of the day, yeah. Uh, for me, for me, Louis John. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought he was outstanding. Some of his blocks, he did a couple in the first half, and uh, I, I just thought I thought he was really, really good. Um, uh, Will, Will was until he got injured was was, was very influential, playing really well, creating a lot of um, problems down down um, down the left, um, but. Actually, he wasn't on long enough. So I, I would say, for me, play, uh, play the David Louis John. Louis John. So that's JR's thoughts, Andrew. Um, who did you think for the Player of the Day nomination? Uh, I'll go with Captain Fantastic, Craig Eastman. Um, yeah. Covered every blade of glass, grass, uh, as you'd expect. And, uh, yeah, put himself about, uh, as, as you'd expect. Um, honorary mention to Donovan Wilson, who uh, non-stop running, um, so unlucky with the effort that hit the bar in the build-up to Omar's goal. And I think he had um, a really good effort in the uh, second half as well. So, yeah, my votes will go to uh, Eastie and uh, and Donovan. Perfect. I'll get them up on the poll on the website, and we'll, the website on Twitter, and we'll see what everyone thinks about that as well. So if you haven't realised already by now, um, this is what didn't go out live, and the interviews were all done at different times. If you haven't noticed already, then I've done some really good editing. Um, it, for, for the first game of the season, I really wanted to make sure I stuck to my plan of six o'clock kickoff. And then it dawned on me that the uh, the Euros were on and um, we wanted to watch the final. So we've done it at different times. I got up a Don Costa fan, even stranger. I had to talk to him on Friday uh, before any of the games. So it's very sort of a, an odd preview from their point of view. Uh, but here's the thoughts of Adam. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. I'm being joined by Adam from IntoTheEmptyNet.com. I got it right this time. <laughs> Hi, Adam. How are you? Hi, Mike. Good to be here. Thanks for having us on. I'm, I'm pretty good, all things told. Nice to have uh, football back for another year, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, what normally happens here is um, we, we get a chance to discuss the previous um, game, but due to um, those 
pesky women <laughs> and other things um my sunday's been thrown all out of, all out of sync so we're actually recording this before we know the results so um we might do a little bit of a, a, a multiple choice of how do you feel about yesterday's win draw loss <laughs> <laughs> but um tell us a little bit about yourself you, you support doncaster rovers um how long have you been a fan? How did that come about? Is it a family thing? Yeah, so it, well, it is a family thing. It's, uh, it's through my dad, really. Um, 23 years I've been watching Donny now, so since I was a little little kid, basically. Um, started going when we were in the conference, as it used to be known. Um, my first season actually was the only other time that both of our clubs have been in the same league, as far as I'm aware. Um, and I do remember your fantastic yellow and chocolate brown quartered kit from, from that many moons ago but i do remember that um so yeah it's it's uh just a family thing really and just gone from there i did grow up quite close to our um old ground as well so i mean it was kind of inevitable i suppose and it's just gone from there yeah absolutely i mean you mentioned you mentioned that court kit we've we've actually for the first time ever we've just released a retro kit from a few years before and um being football fans, we've all obviously been very, very appreciative and all said, hey, hey, where's the where's the quarter kit coming? <laughs> so, um, so I'm sure that retro kit will be around soon. And that was our centenary year, actually, that we wow. had that. So a um, little bit of, not research, but I looked it up because obviously I was like, have we ever played them? I don't yeah. remember playing them. <laughs> so 20 years, um, you've had a, a bit of a ride. I've, I've looked and it was five promotions, four relegations. Yep. Um, <laughs> It's, it's exciting following Doncaster Rovers. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's not ever really boring. I don't think we've ever had more than four years in a row in the same division while I've been going. So, um, and that was in the Championship as well. So, you know, can't have too many complaints on that one. It is, it is usually interesting. Either it's great and exciting because we're at the top, or it's miserable and terrible because we're at the bottom, which is what we've had a lot more of recently, sadly. But um, hoping hoping those times will change again and, and we can have another exciting season at the top end of the league, hopefully. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's, so you mentioned the new ground. So I think we had a glimpse of that the other night on uh, the Euros, was it? It wasn't. No, that was Rotherham. Oh, I, don't, I don't think Sorry. We, were, we were up for it. No, but it is a very, very similar looking ground. So if you don't is know it? what our, our stadium looks like, it's pretty much the same. Only Rotherham have got a cascading roof on one of their stands, which in my opinion looks a bit rubbish, but I would say that. <laughs> so um, as mentioned, you do a website. How, how many years have you been... Um, producing that and what kind of things do you pop on there yeah so i mean it's mainly uh you know articles features that kind of thing uh just written stuff i, I do a lot of guesting on podcasts like this one um you know i was hoping to start my own but it's just not come together as yet um it's website's been going about seven years i started it when i was at uni um it's it had a really big revamp about three summers ago um just completely changed it and my, my partner she's uh she's even like web design and things oh. like that so i got her on board to a uh, to kind of co co manage it with me, and she's made it look a hell of a lot better. Um, I, I do the right. So yeah. she starts experimenting, going, "I just want to see how this works." And you're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that only ever happens when I try and make her change something, and right. then, you know, <laughs> inevitably I I apologise and say, "Let's just leave it as it was." But um, I, I do the writing, and then I do like the Twitter as well, which is it does quite well, and then she does the Instagram and all the all the photos that you'll see on if you do visit my website, um, interviewinternet.com. Uh, all the way, all the photos are, are by her because she's far better at that than me as well. Excellent, excellent. And um, uh, at what point did it become a chore and then become? Actually, no, I do quite enjoy it because <laughs> it happens. It has. Well, it's it's kind of gone up and down on that. I think um, 
I know it's I know it's fickle, but the fortunes of the team often um, often dictate that a bit. And when I, to be fair, when I started it, we were getting relegated from League One the last time. Um, but like the last season and, and the whole COVID thing, I think it did make it quite hard for me to keep on top of it. So while the, the social media sides kept on strong and I've not really taken any time off from that, I did take some time off back end of last season because it was just just a, it was just miserable really, and it was just a toxic kind of. Uh, time at Donny and the fan base were really divided eight ways um, and you know I just kind of let real life as it were um, take take the priority for a bit but I'm hoping this season will uh, will reignite my passion for it and the summer it's been nice this summer you know um, you know when you're looking at like transfer window and obviously a lot of new teams that will be playing this year um, it has kind of been it has been nice to try and get back into it a bit more and kind of reaffirm myself with it um, I do I do like to claim myself as a writer so um, you know, I should probably do more writing, so I'm going to try and keep that going. So, anyone who's listening, keep checking the site because there's going to be plenty of stuff on there this season. Plenty of stuff, good stuff. I, I, I tried to claim some media pass when we got to Wembley last year, and I was <laughs> it was a short answer. <laughs> um, so some fans, um, they, they well, I definitely would never have been to the new ground. Uh, we like a lemonade or two. Um, so where would be good places for us to visit? Is there, Are you big enough to have designated pubs or is it just rock up in town and go where you like? Yeah, it's not really any designated pub sort of thing. I mean, the only time that's kind of a problem is when we have like local rivals. You know, if Rotherham or Barnsley or the Sheffield clubs or Leeds come to town, then I think they kind of restrict certain ones. I don't think uh, your lads will have any problem, your lads and lasses come in. Um, it's just any pubs, really. The, the ground itself is quite the way out of the town, so... Um, if people are coming up on the train and they want to have a go in town first, then to be fair, I don't live in Donny anymore. But um, there are some good pubs dotted about. If you go like um, anywhere around the town centre area and then like up to Hallgate, there's a couple of pubs up there. Um, I'll shout out the Salutation if people want to want to go there on the way because it's a great place. Um, good people running that place. So um, that'd be a good one. And then the, the one that a lot of the home fans will go in before games is the Beef Eater. But that's that's just over the road from the stadium, which is why. Um, I'm, you know, if you want in a quality pint, probably best go somewhere else. In my opinion, but um, there are plenty of plenty of booths in in the town centre, so you'll be all right if you come upon train. Um, if you're coming in car and you you know you get taken, you know, you drive yourself to the ground or nearby, it's probably you're going to want to go the Beef Eater or the Cheswold, which is not too far, mm. just the other side of the lake, because our ground's next to a, a big lake as well. Was oh, it nice? Mm. Nice. <laughs> and. Well, my normal question, which isn't going to make any sense to anyone at this time of the season, is how's the season's gone so far, um, which is utterly rubbish. Um, so what are your kind of hopes for the season? I know you obviously get the enjoyment back and, and be at the right end of the table, but are you hoping to bounce straight back or do you not, do you not think that's possible this season? Do you think it's just a season of sticking where we are? I think we need to be aiming for promotion, whether that's, you know, top three, top seven. I, I think we need to be setting our standards high. The standards for the last 18 months of the club have been shocking. Um, and we have we have tried to change a lot. Um, certainly there have been some big staff changes over the summer, off the pitch and, and in the training group, you know, it's, so that, that will hopefully make a big difference. We need to be winning games again. It's easy to say it's football. We all want to be winning games every week. Um, but, I mean, I think we won about eight games last year. It's, it's, I'm forgetting what it's like. Yeah, I'm really forgetting what it's like to win football matches. So, yes, it would be very nice. I think we need to compete to go up if we don't get promoted. But, you know, everything's moving in the right direction and we're at least in the top half. I don't think it'll be a disaster, but it really depends. I mean, this is a big opportunity for Gary McSheffrey as manager now. It's his first full season as a manager. He needs to kind of show that he's got some development in him, some nous, and he needs to be able to 
pick up a group of players, really, the players that have been here anyway, um, from that losing mentality, that kind of culture of just, it's just been down, downbeat and downtrodden, really. So I'm, I'm really hoping we turn that around. We've got a really tough start to the season. Um, I think nigh on all of our first 10 opponents are, uh, are in either teams from last season's top 10 or teams who are fancied to do well, like Stockport and teams who've just come down, like Gillingham and, and Wimbledon as well. So um, I think we'll know sooner rather than later whether we've got got anything about us but um obviously it's a bit early yet but i mean i'm hopeful um but i'm not i'm not convinced we're going to run away with the league some of our fans have, have found the positivity and found that itch again with some of the signings we've made and uh, which is great you know don't get me wrong it's much better than what we were we were all bickering with each other last year so it's far better than that but i'm not getting carried away i don't think it's going to be easy for us um i don't think it'll be as straightforward to, to go straight back up at all um, but I really, really hope uh, we're in the top 10 and, and fighting for it by mid-season at, at, at very least. OK, and I mentioned players. Who, who is it we should be looking out for? So right, Matt, Matt doesn't doesn't listen. Um, he, he, he does his own research, don't worry. Um, I was going to say, you know, I, I would hope that your manager has, has got his own, yeah. uh, his own ways of researching us. But yeah, um, Tommy Rowe's the big one for me. He's kind of the driving force of the team, and, uh, and I don't—he's not captain this season. Adam Clayton is, but he's kind of the, one of the only players that came out unscathed from last year, and he's a, he's becoming a bit of a club legend. So, uh, Tommy Rowe, whether he plays on the wing or in midfield or even in defence, to be fair, he'll play every, anywhere. Um, he'd be a big one. Um, I would have said Luke Molyneux. He's kind of our marquee signing from the summer from Hartlepool, but he's he's injured, so you'll you'll get away with not having to play against him. Um, and then aside from those two. George Miller, he's our new number nine. 10-11 uh, goals last season for Walsall, I think he got, so you probably know about him already, but he's he's kind of striker we've been crying out for, playing off the shoulder, um, running everything down and, and getting in the box and getting some goals, hopefully. Um, he's, he scored 16-6 in pre-season. I know it's pre-season, but um, we did beat uh, Huddersfield uh, in pre-season as well, so so we're hopeful that he will hit the ground running and get some goals. So they'd be the ones for me. Tommy Rowe and George Miller certainly be the ones you want to be shutting down if, uh, if you want to stop the scoring. Excellent. And again, the, the multiple choice after your win, draw, loss. Um, how, how do you feel the game might go? I mean, this is this is even more mad question. <laughs> Trying to predict a game that we haven't seen our teams kick a ball. Yeah. Ever. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, big occasion against Bradford. Uh, I think it's going to be about twenty thousand there. We're taking two thousand, which is our, I think, our biggest following away from home in well over a year. Um, so I really just hope. We've had a good game. By the time this goes out, I just hope we gave it a good shot. If we lost, Bradford are obviously one of the fancied teams. Um, and and I think they'll be up there this season looking at some of the players. Some of the players they signed, like Callum Camps, are players I wish we'd signed. So, um, you know, as long as we don't get turned over and we turn up and give it a good go, I'll, I'll be happy for now. I won't be saying that in November, December, probably, but I'd be happy for now, you know, even if we, we lose. Funny enough, Bradford um, have nothing to play for and they actually tore us apart and ruined our promotion homes so oh, um, it was 4-1 like it was almost one of those games at the end of the season where it's almost we got ourselves right back in it and it was almost a gimme that was like oh, Bradford they've got nothing to play for 4-1 at, at our place like, yeah, oh great. dear cheers um, but on to the, the Sutton game do, do, do you quietly confident or do you think it would be a toughie because it's a I... place yeah, I mean, we're at home, and I think last season at home was maybe a little bit better than away for us, which is rare, to be honest, at the eco-power, as it's now known, the former Keatmoat Stadium. We haven't always had a great time there, with you know, not compared to Bellevue anyway. Um, but I think one of the big factors will be first home game where our fans are really wanting to get back to it and, and actually see us improve, get behind the new kind of players and stuff. And the fact that you're probably not going to bring a massive away following, you know, no offence, but we've got quite a big 
bowl stadium and, and when teams only bring a few hundred, which, you know, for better or worse, happens, um, I think it does help us because when the away end's packed out with with fans, when we are playing when we play Bradford at our place, for instance, when we play some of those teams, um, I, I think it can affect us. It can kind of lose our home advantage a bit, whereas that probably won't be the case against Sutton. Um, but a lot of our fans as well won't have, won't have ever seen Sutton United play. So I think it's going to be an interesting one. Um, but I would like to say first one of the season at home, I've got, I've got to say, confident for a win, Anna. I've, I've got to say that, or else yeah. what, am I, <laughs> what am I setting myself off for for the whole season? So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm hopeful of a draw. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that we get a few of those um, early games in with a win, home, draw away, and we can get those average of two points and uh, <laughs> get slightly better than last season. Um, but obviously, apart from 108 minutes this season, best of luck for the season. Um, hopefully. Uh, in the return fixer, you might come down. I'll, I'll see you then. Um, I'm not making my way to Doncaster. I tend to not leave the M25 because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> um, but we'll see you soon. Good luck and thank you very much. And just another quick shout out for the website it is into the emptynet.com. That's right. Yeah. Nailed it. Com. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, Mike. Looking forward, uh, we got a bit of a rest, which Matt seemed very. Very pleased about because he said he pointed out last year we went to Forest Green and had to go straight to, to Cardiff. Yeah. Um, this this week this year we get a little little rest and we head to Doncaster Rovers. Who um, my memory is shocking, but yeah, we I think we've only played them one season or something. Yeah, um, and that was twenty odd years ago or twenty years ago. Um, yeah, new stadium anyway <laughs> for yeah. lots of people. So are, are you looking forward to that match? Are you going? I am. I am indeed. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, be interesting, you know, to <clears throat> to play a team that's come down mm-hmm. um, from, from League One uh, and see see what the uh, the standards like. <clears throat> I know they've had a few changes in uh, personnel, of course, but um, yeah, it, sh- it should be good in front of a big crowd, no doubt. Um, I'm sure the players are uh, rise to the occasion, and uh, hopefully we can. Um, Nick a victory because that'd be a, that'd be fantastic. That would make it a really fantastic start to the season if we can do that. If we get something out of the game, <clears throat> um, then yeah, that'd be brilliant. And Andrew, what about your thoughts? What do you what do you think of the Doncaster Rovers match that's coming up? What, what do you think is going to happen? And let's win some money from bookies, Andrew. No, come on. <laughs> what do you, what do you reckon? <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm I'm, I'm going to make it uh, make it up there. We played Doncaster uh, in the conference season of 99-2000. One of our, I think, eight wins was against them at home, uh, 1-0. So um, we lost 1-0 away, uh, I think, missing a penalty, if I remember rightly. Um, Prediction-wise, probably too early for me to say. I'm going to go a draw. Sorry, Mike. Um, So we'll um, we'll have that. But, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully able to make the trip up there and... uh, yeah, I mean, they've flitted around the championship, League One, League Two. Um, yeah, they like try, trying out these new uh, new divisions, don't they, on a on a seasonly yeah. basis. So, um, yeah, uh, tough tough away game for us. So I'll take a point up there. Yeah, I said to um, Adam in the interview that you guys haven't heard. Uh, I think in the last twenty years, they've been involved in five promotions and, and four relegations. <laughs> so that they do like to, to, to have something exciting to talk about. They like the drama. And I, I can't wait. I actually can't. I really can't wait. I'm so excited about this season. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's, it's just great. It's, it's, it's just great to watch the guys back in action. Yeah, it's just, I mean, for us, this second season syndrome is, oh, it is real. It did happen. We are, we're allowed to enjoy League Two football. Oh, my God. But they, they, yeah, they don't have um, Lee Tomlin. Um, no, I saw that. <laughs> <coughs> what an idiot. Um, well, if anybody, if anybody, if anybody's listening to this, go ahead, uh, see on Twitter, uh, Lee Tomlin sending off yesterday. It, yeah. Well, people well, well, uh, slagging off the referee. And I'm watching this going, that that could have been four yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's technicalities on them, but when he got booked for throwing the ball away, not backing up and throwing the ball away, and then straight away kicked it away again, the ref could have easily just walked over and went, well, there's your second yellow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, what a strange thing to do. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely bizarre. I don't know what, what, what he was thinking. It was, yeah, ridiculous. But... Uh... Maybe, maybe you just didn't want to play against us. It may be, yeah. I mean, it's especially ridiculous because I, I put, I found that report from last week where the referees have been told quite clearly they're going to be stamping down on things like time wasting this season. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest time wasters. So it's like, you should have known. What's wrong with you? But as you said, maybe, maybe just doesn't want to face the, the mighty side. Yeah. Andrew, what, what did you make of the Lee Tomlin? Did you see it yesterday or this morning? On the- oh, I've, I've seen numerous uh, retweets uh, appear on my uh, Twitter feed uh, of the incident. Um, I think um, one uh, Twitter handle actually had Sutton linked with uh, Lee Tomlin. So I'm, I'm glad <laughs> uh, in the summer. So I'm glad we've evaded uh, his, uh, his, his antics. Um, but yeah, particularly uh, <laughs> chuckled at the uh, the fall to the ground that was uh, mightily theatrical. But yeah, very amusing. But it was yeah, like I say, it was could have been four or five. There was the initial standing and not backing off. That's a yellow. Was then that the first? Was that his first offence? Yeah, I, well, it was either that or he picked up the ball and then sort of threw it backwards. Right. So okay. for one of those two things, I'm not sure which one he got booked, and then he. Literally, as the ball was placed down again, he then kicked it away, which could have been the second yellow. Um, and then he did that silly fall over, which could have been the second yellow. And then when he got up, he then pushed the player, like literally right in front of the referee, which could have been another yellow. <laughs> and then you've got people saying, oh, the referee lost control. It's like, hang on a second. How's this anything to do with the referee? <laughs> He, he obviously misses the game next week, I presume, doesn't he? We we think he does. So, yeah, um, as, as Jay asked, had said, he obviously didn't fancy facing facing Super Craig Saturday. Eastman and Ali Smith, yeah. Abs- there you go. Abs- absolutely. They should have had another red, apparently, after about 10 minutes. Uh, one, okay. of their, one of their players broke uh, Bradford player leg. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw... Something along those lines. Yeah, I half watched the, the highlights and I saw the Bradford player being taken off and mm. usually looking very very um upset about it and there was a little there were little chats going on after the final whistle as well so yeah. um that was good um another one of the, the games was the um the, everyone's favorite stockport um they're, they're gonna go up they're gonna fly through the division and they got battered by barrow i mean i have to say i felt a little bit sorry for them with the penalty in the in like the last couple of minutes they rewarded a penalty and then the linesman had his flag up, so the ref overruled the penalty. Oh, who had the penalty? I missed that. So, yeah, so so Stockport had a penalty oh, really? um, to get an equaliser. And then the ref went over to the linesman who had his flag up and he called, went back for the offside. 
Um, their players went crazy for it. And then a couple of seconds later, one of their players went over with a stronger penalty shout than the first one, and he didn't give it. Jeez. <laughs> so, all so, oh, very exciting to stop for. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as easy for them as they thought. Yeah, I did have a chuckle when I saw that half-time score. I mean, 3-0 at home against Barrow. I mean, yeah. Barrow aren't known to score many goals in matches no. either. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, keep an, we'll keep an eye on Stockport. They might need a bit of adjusting to this league. Just wondering, do, do you have do you want to go for a prediction or thoughts on what you think is going to be? Because it's still a bit early in the season. Well, to um, win next week, yeah. Uh, and I, oh, yes, I think I think we'll win. You win for um, oh no, because a minute ago it was I hope we'll win. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll be confident, I'll go for a nice um, I'll go for a one nil win. Uh, one of those one of those wonderful <laughs> one nil wins that really upset everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did that at Tramway last year, didn't we? And uh, yeah, no, that was a, that was a that was a good solid one. Then win. I, I'm I'm talking about the, the the games where you just eke it out and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, <clears throat> I think Ali Ali Smith will come to the fore next week and uh, dominate. And uh, yeah, I fancy us. I fancy us just uh, sneaking a one 0 win. That would be great. Excellent. What we will do is we will wrap it up there. Um, we've kind of covered everything we need to cover, I think. And um, thank you once again for joining me. And we won't keep it so long next time. We'll be back on yeah. as soon as... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look forward to be back on again soon. Thanks, Mike. No problem at all. Thanks a lot. Take care. See you soon. Yeah, bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. bye. Thank you, Andrew. And we won't keep it so long next time. We'll probably will because there'll be a little um, involved as well. But he can come yeah, and say hi. Or she yeah, can come and say hi. Absolutely. Youngest podcast ever. Beat Rosie. Um, (laughs) So take care and we will see you soon during the season. All the best, Mike. Cheers. Thanks for bearing with today. It's not quite the same flowing conversation as normal. I tried my best on the editing. Um, Obviously, if there's any errors there or anything out of place, that's entirely my fault, not my guest. And I thank them all for their time. Thank you for your time. If you do want to join in the conversation, hit me up on any of the socials at Sutton Podcast or drop me an email, mike at sutton Take care and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.